Sessions by yours truly. Exclusive first play for a try out. I've played that and mixed it. Finished it about two weeks ago, just before I had the baby. Now I've got to deliver a track for a two-track EP. See how I get on. Anyway, at number five this week, this is Grim Technique Recordings. Also, shouts out to Eastman, who's on his way out tonight. Big love out to tennis. Digital. This is forthcoming. It's called, it's, uh, called Wartime by MQ. Spaces EP. You have to forgive me. I'm finding it really hard to talk at the moment. It's a side effect of three hours sleep every night. (laughs) I actually get so tired I can't talk. 
have a very windy three-week-old baby. But he's a boy, so, you know, boys are full of hot air. I promise I'll try not to be too funny tonight. But he is sexy. He knows I've been close to he's sexy. He makes sexy music. Dicky Joe, Mr. Big Man. Shouts out to Chip. Yes, we're represented. Hands up by Ray. It's coming out of the Kingston Bay CP. I think it's about November 28th ish. Let me see your hands in the 
in at number 10 for me this week. Dawn Maiden Jinx. Good to try. I played the original a few months back. And this is the Bow Remix. It's forthcoming on Rough Necting. And that concludes my top 10 for this week. So let's have a little chat about Halloween. Shout out to everyone in the chat room. I see you sat in. I like you sat in. You're here every week now. We've lost Casper somewhere, but you're here every week. So it's trip and put it actually. It's good to see you in the chat room. So let's have a quick chat about Halloween. What your thoughts are about it. Don't ever want to talk over a drop like that. Especially when you nod in your head. So yeah, Halloween, last night. So last year, we had about four trick-or-treaters, no joke. It was weak. So I was like, this year, I'm stepping it up. And my Halloween game was big this year. I thought Halloween was on Saturday. So I put the pumpkin up last Saturday. And also signs upset outside saying we are accepting trick-or-treaters and signs on the front door, come to our house, you know, trick-or-treaters are welcome on Saturday. And nobody was coming. I thought, this is strange. I checked the date, I was like, oh yeah, right. So it's all on TV, you know, X Factor, everything. I thought, Halloween, it's Halloween weekend. I thought, that's what happens. No, got, got the date wrong. What a dick. It's saying, what is Halloween? It's a pagan ritual, that's what it is. Oh, I bet it. So, yeah, so anyway, so I figured out, right, so Halloween's Tuesday. So I left all the signs up and everything. And all the kids must have seen my signs on Saturday. I thought, oh, well, they're either well prepared, but we're going to go and trick or treat our house. No joke, I had about 50 kids knock on my door. They've clearly seen the pumpkin for a few days. They've clearly seen all the signs. They've clearly seen all the signs that have flown off down the street in the wind. Say, come come and knock on our door. (laughs) So, 50 kids. We ran out of sweets. I had to say to them, can you only take one, please? Because we need to say some for the rest of the kids. Some of the kids, you know, they try to take a handful. Like, no, no, we have manners at our house. You have one. One packet of palm at violets. <laughs> no, I'm joking, I ain't that stingy. <laughs> Emptying out like the, the, the uh, Tesco cheap biscuits and something. No, we had decent sweets, we had decent sweets. 
But my husband was telling me a story about a couple in Leicester and they used to go trick-or-treating when they were kids and they used to go to their house because they used to get money. I was like, oh, that would be wicked, go and get some money. It's like, yeah, they used to get like bare fibres each time. So people figured out that they were obviously like rich, clearly flossing. Yeah, and then they got robbed. It's just stupid, isn't it? You're standing at Halloween handing out loads of money to kids. People are going to think you've got money in the house. And they got robbed and then they never gave the kids money ever again. Which, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know how I feel about children having money instead of sweets. Which are kind of normalising money off strangers. I don't know, it's a bit weird. So yeah, Halloween, that was my Halloween and it kind of all finished at about 7.30. People know me too well because if people had been knocking on my door at 8, 8.30, I'd have been like, mm, why aren't your little ones at home in bed? You have the really, really tiny children coming around in the ghost outfits, they look really cool. Then you have like these 10, 11 year olds and the 12, 13 year olds that are getting a little bit too old for trickle cheating but you still give them the sweet. But yeah, it was fun and next year I'm going to do a little bit more. A few more candles outside because that looked well eerie. I'll try and get some skeletons and stuff and that fake, that fake spider stuff. So yeah, that's my Halloween. So this track's forthcoming, it's J-Line and GPS, it's called Big Businessman, 2017 VIP, so shouts out to J-Line and Jex. remix
by transmission. Shouts out to everyone at the hospital. definitely getting colder. Well, I state the obvious, but it is. As she's sitting in the house going, oh, I'm feeling cold. I am stronger. It's really strange to go from like feeling really hot, red hot, like a hot water bottle when you're pregnant. Like, you have 50% more blood in your system or something. Blood, your heart's pumping and got all this bread and you feel hot. Literally to having a baby and then obviously that extra person, that hot water bottle inside you's gone. To freezing my tits off. Literally like I've been so hot, I couldn't sleep at night, I've been like hot. To freezing cold, like within a day. A day of dropping a baby and I'm Bristol by midnight. No, it's Bristol by moonlight. It's a bit it's telling me to put a puffer on. <laughs> a big puffer jacket. I did have a big puffer jacket, like one with feathers in the 90s. I used to sit there pulling the feathers out of it. I don't know if anyone remembers that. Green one it was. I was about 15 as well. God, but that's like 20 years ago, nearly. Very chatty tonight. Should just let the music play, but you've got a guest mix coming up later. Half an hour of just music, so. Feeling in a good mood.
Man's featuring Grim and Lawrence Baker. I think this is Mike Kiss remix. Have our Desert Island dub play by Nathan Skynet. It's a really old tune. I love it when people pick really old classic tracks.
it's that time, it's that time, it's that time. Yeah, this is Flinty Badman, Demon Rockers. And you're listening to Misrepresent. And Cool London, the number one station. Yeah, lucky. So this week it is Desert Island Play by Skynet. And he's chosen a track which is about 10 minutes long. I'm only going to play about 6 minutes of it. But it's wicked. And if you're not familiar with the Desert Island Plate feature that I do, it's where I ask people if you got stuck on an island. An island in the middle of nowhere, on your own, or with people, but anywhere. And you could only take one tune with you on that island to listen to forever and ever and ever. What tune would you take and why? And he said he'd take Groove Rider Starbucks 23. And this is it. It is an epic tune. With an epic intro. It's actually Starbucks 23. Star base. Can't even say it right. <laughs> you do have to I do have to apologize. I'm so tired. <laughs> Shouts out Nathan if you're listening. ZYZX in chat room, you ask him which track it is. It's by Groove Rider. It's called Start Base 23. It's by Skynet. Uh, oh, I'm so tired. I even just said it's by Groove Rider. It's Skynet who's chosen the tune. I just 
do apologise. I've literally had like three hours sleep for the last week. At least you know it's live. Shouts out to Angie. <laughs> she says I sound like I've been drinking. <laughs> I wish. I'm on antibiotics as well at the moment. <laughs> no drinking for me. Love you loads too, Angie, but I wish I'd been drinking. <laughs> Shouts out to Casper's well, just joined us. We were wondering where you got to. And yeah, you're right. We did feast we did first meet when I was you put we first met when you were the main support for Groove Rider. That's right. That's when our our friendship blossomed. Yeah, Angie, I'm not too sure whether antibiotics makes you sound drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I only had to, I only started them today, so hey, 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 hey. This is stress and you're listening to misrepresent on the award winning coollondon.com. Keep it locked. Interview time. It is time for the interviews and this week we are interviewing Jay Swift. He's a good friend of mine and he runs DMBHQ alongside being a wicked MC. He comes from South London and he's been an MC since he's 15 years old and he fuses drum and bass with rap and he's talking to us about what's going on now, what's hot, what's not and just a little bit more. So hi Jay Swift, thank you for taking time out. How are you? I'm wicked, man. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm tired. No, I'm good. Oh, no. I've got to say congratulations on the birth of Joshua, isn't it? Yeah, it's Joshua. Thank you very much. No He's on a hello Porsche. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're doing good. They're doing good. Right, I know you go into interview mode yourself because you run DMBHQ and you do a stack of interviews, but I am here to interview you, so I want to know what's hot at the moment, who you've been interviewing and what you've been doing. Um, well, I've been the last person that I kind of got really, really excited about interviewing was the chief, just when he came back from Sun and Bass. Oh, so that was amazing. That just, was really. They just had a new album, didn't they? Yeah, Viva Brazil. So that was really, really good. But like, there's been so many good interviews that I've done, and genuinely, every time I do one, I get excited because every person I speak to is kind of been an inspiration to me in some way, whether they're a producer, DJ, MC, someone that's run a pirate station or an internet station, so I'm, I'm always excited and it's like a never-ending thing for me really, that you can keep talking to people about drum and bass forever. But you live and breathe it and I know you've been doing it since you were about 15 years old and that was back in 1994. 
and um, you spoke to Jamie recently on an interview for Jungle Dream Base.co.uk and you were talking about uh, what you did growing up and how you got into the music. So does 94 seem like a long time away? Yeah, yeah. It, it just makes me think of school and <laughs> listening to like some of the early suburban bass stuff and moving shadow stuff and no one really liking it in my school apart from like a few of us like maybe three or four and um, I remember going out at lunchtime once and seeing UK Apache who actually went to my school before I was there. I mean have you have you ever worked with him yourself or? No, no never, never but the thing about Drum and Bass HQ was I was going to um, write a book called it's actually Drum and Bass HQ Drum and Bass Connections because everyone seems to have a connection to someone and they have a connection to someone so it was like that's a I good know idea you. yeah because it was like you could interview someone and say I interview misrepresent and then you mention the name UK Apache then I go UK Apache and then I end up speaking to David Bummer who actually used to me and him used to go to the same shop but we've never met each other in mm-hmm. our lives and then, you know, so it's, it's just mad like that. That is, everybody knows everybody. I mean, like you say, everyone's really well connected. And everyone's really supportive of each other as well. Like, I, I see Facebook posts sometimes and people are like, oh, you know, I can't get bookings or, you know, it's really hard. And I, I, I don't know why, because I've always found it really easy to kind of, you know, get in touch and speak to people and stuff. But I think there's a lot of up and coming people now that are finding it difficult because it is really competitive. So, what would you yeah. say to those people as some words of encouragement? Seriously, I, I would, I, I've heard it, it's a bit of a cliche, but just to be original because that will make you stand out. Like, I've heard a lot of people that sound the same and a lot of people that have gone out of their way to sound different. And those are the ones that start getting the bookings and people talking about them, you yeah, know? You know, originality always wins through. So you're a bit of a master of all trades as well. You you run nights, you did your DMBHQ. We did, well, I, I say you, you and um, some friends, and I came along and helped out a little bit. Yeah, not just, nothing's always just me, I always say that. <laughs> but we did the DMBHQ world record attempt, um, and it was difficult. It was a hard thing to do, so do you want to tell us how that went? <laughs> It was crazy. It was. It seemed so easy on paper, didn't it? But yeah. yeah I've got to say thank, thank to you, obviously, for coming down and supporting and bringing people. But we had to beat a record of, I think, was it 134 DJs playing back to back? You weren't allowed to play the same song. You weren't allowed to have any gaps in the music, and you weren't allowed to clang. And within a few minutes of us starting. That is basically all of those that happened. But we, we started and, you know, we, we carried on. We had it being filmed. But I went upstairs. For people that don't know, in work, you go downstairs. It's like in a basement. It's like a little club in a basement. I went upstairs and then people came running up saying, like, someone pulled out the USB and the music's been off for ages. So, yeah, we couldn't really continue. But the good thing was that the people that were there such a good crowd and all the people were really passionate that came to DJ you know they just said let's just have a party and everyone just started playing back to back and it was just like really really good to see that you know when we got there people were standing there waiting to take part 
and that was just amazing to see you know because i had some problems like I, i've never really spoken about problems publicly but there was a promoter that wanted to hit me up to do a record attempt and i completely forgot about it how they expect me to remember messages that i had four months ago i mean people don't understand like you as well our inboxes our email inboxes are crazy because we get content for our websites, DMBHQ, Jungle Drummer Base, and then yeah. you get general booking inquiries, and then you get random stuff, and people expect you to remember stuff that happened four months ago. Yeah. And some guy obviously hit me up and wanted to book me, and I'd forgotten that it was a world record attempt, and then I don't know whether they're going to try it again, but if you were to give some advice to those guys um, on actually doing a world record attempt again in future what would you say to do i'd say to them just to make sure they've got a team that has specific jobs so that you don't have one person doing two or three jobs make sure that you've got someone by the decks make sure that you've got someone that's making sure whatever medium they're using whether it's the vinyl and they need to make sure that the needles are okay and they've got backup needles and also to make sure they've got someone that can log everyone that's playing and what tune they played and what time they played it they've got to make sure that they've got someone recording it and they're keeping an eye on it then you've got to make sure that the playlist has got to have no repeats of the same tune so when i started doing it that day i was doing all of it and then there was a guy who i've got to give a shout out to called dj realm who that was the first time i met him and he kind of took over uh, some of the stuff about making sure that people didn't clang and he was making sure that people knew what they were doing and then i had dj code from cool london as well who he came down and he kind of took over the login on the laptop but it was all a bit slapdash because it was our first time but at the end of the day i felt really good about it even though we didn't end up doing it so, it was really good yeah. vibes down there i mean like, just to see people down there and and you know to see people that I've never met before and people that I talk to or interact with on Facebook and Twitter but they're not actually getting to meet face to face it was a really kind of good meet up event um, yeah a bit like you know how um, Brocky is doing and Debt they're doing these like link up events and all the people in the group are getting to meet each other and to me that's like what music is about it's like bringing people together and you know that's what you did you know you bring people together when you do yeah. events so, big up to you, because I had a good night, definitely. Yeah, it was amazing. I met like, some real good people, like you said as well, and there were some people who I'd never met before who I'd spoke to loads of time. Like, I can remember, like, Rhiannon from Viper Recordings was there. I didn't know it was her for ages, and I saw Hannah from Ram Records. Yeah. She was there as well. Mainline, and Magoo, yeah, it was loads of people. It was wicked. It was, yeah, yeah, definitely. Talking about Cool London, it's now Cool London, it uh, was previously Cool FM, but talking about Cool London, you first played uh, on Cool back in 2005, so tell us about your experiences back then and how it's changed to how it is now. Yeah, definitely. I hope you've got a long time, because I could talk about Cool <laughs> London and Cool FM for ages, because it's basically Cool FM and Cool London is the foundation the drum and bass yeah. the original information center so even i remember being a kid like you were saying like even before i was emceeing like 13 14 living in south london you couldn't really pick up cool that well unless you were up high so we would go up on top of like tower blocks with our radios yeah. to like just to listen to cool fm just so that we could get like tapes so that we go to school listening to like 
Shocking, um, Funky Flirt, DJ Ron, Navigator, Mampy Swift, Ragga Twins, SL, and like the name, like Eastman was like a legendary name. Like, he still throughout. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's is. what I mean. So like later on, like a few years, even before I got on there, I remember being on, I think I was on a Eurostar because I used to have like a residency in France and this is like the first day that I went there and it was like me, DJ Idol from Cool FM, uh, IC3, um, Shocking and there was another guy with them and I thought he was like their sound engineer or something mm. for like ages, for like a couple of hours until we were in this place in France and he was like sort of sorting out like the mixer and stuff like that and I still thought oh he's a sound engineer and I heard them start saying oh we're east east and I was like to myself I was like oh my god that's east man I can't believe I'm <laughs> ah! not only am I I'm, I'm in another country with east man so <laughs> like a few years later getting onto the station that I'd grown up with that had been like legendary for like the jungle fever raves and stuff like that it was just like a it's like a dream. It is Seriously. still. I've got people that I play the guest mixes for because, you know, it's all very well interviewing the A-list artists and, and stuff, but I like to help the up and comers coming through. And when they're like, yeah, I'm going to have my mix playing on Cool London, people are really like excited yeah. about it. And that I love that, you know, to have people just be excited and not complacent about something is wicked. Yeah, like, yeah. it makes me think of you and people who started out who just love being on this station so big up to all the cool listeners right now this is an yes. interview with Jay Swift if you just locked in so let's talk about you and some gigs coming up what have you got coming up in the next few months and up to New Year uh, I've got D&B Splash that I do oh yeah Ooh. with Paul Ibiba yeah so I do well with DMB Splash, we were doing light box like once a month, and it's got like a set of residents that work really well in the DMB room. So DJ wise, it's like Johnny B, Mrs Magoo, DJ Sly, Profile, EZM, Code, and me. And then MC wise, it's also me <laughs> and Blacker <laughs> and new flow and belly man shouts so, out to blacker and belly man though because like obviously blacker does alternate wednesdays with us and blacker's uh, my brother man he is awesome creepy well, all in one trap house and also magoo you know she's doing so well at the moment it's awesome to see she's amazing yeah, yeah definitely. definitely so like how long have you been doing that for and, and what's coming up you know when's the next gig the next one is going to be on the 17th of november so i think if you go to the Jungle Splash Facebook page you can get your name on the guest list you have to sign up and you can get free guest list I think is free before half 11 okay so it's got the four rooms it's got Jungle Splash then it's got Garage Splash in the second room then it's got Reggae Splash and it's got D&B Splash in Lightbox so, so you've got the 17th of November you've got that event going on yeah and then later on the state to be con- confirmed but there's going to be a renegade hardware reunion oh as well. awesome that sounds I've good I've been told yeah on um, the end of the year sometime in December but I'm not too sure I think at the moment for me I've been doing the DMV Splash thing for about the last year but as you mentioned before it's been the same promoter that used to do MC Convention and Jungle Splash so I've been doing 
gigs for him for like years since you know for people that would know Jungle Splash being in like Holloway Road in the Rocket and stuff like that so I've been doing that for a long time but yeah I saw yeah I saw Clayton from Renegade Hardware uh, about two weeks ago and he's going to be putting on a Renegade Hardware reunion so I've been doing work with him for many a year that's good to know shouts out to Clayton every time But yeah, uh, don't forget to everyone that's listening as well. Jungle Fever's at Ministry. It's on Friday the 22nd of December. So obviously, just for Eastman, giving a shout out to that. Don't forget Jungle Fever, Friday the 22nd of yeah. December. Have you been to Jungle Fever before? Do you like that event? Yeah, I love it. I used to go to a lot of them. I've been, I've been to loads, but I remember a lot of the ones that were at Heaven. They were really good. I think I've been there. Is that like the one with the tunnel? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, I, I went love to that a lot venue. of those. And yeah, I think I used to um, MC in the Cool Hit Squad room with like Blacker, KI, Flirt. Who else used to be there? Like Sly, Shady, oh, awesome. uh, Chef and that. So, it gets yeah, hot yeah. in there though. It gets, definitely gets hot in that club. Like, definitely. Is it still open in London? I haven't been to it I don't know, I don't know. I just assume that all clubs have closed down in London apart from Fire <laughs> yeah. and um, Fabric. Sounds about right. It's not good, is it? It's such a sad time at the moment for the club scene in London. Yeah, yeah, that's why people have to keep it going by having these things like you mentioned about the group because, you know, a few years ago you'd have the community where you'd have, you know, uh, people going to record shops and they'd be packed on the weekend and you'd meet people. Well, that's all gone as well. So with all the clubs going as well, you need people to keep stuff like that alive just for the love of it, really. Yeah, definitely. I hear that. So production-wise, you've been on a few tunes recently because I've heard them and they're sounding wicked. Do you want to tell us a little bit about them? Yeah, I've got a few in the pipeline. I've actually just been sent a brand new beat from some producers today, which is amazing can't wait to start writing to that but i've got a tune coming out on m ocean records which was produced by the soul crew and it features me genesis elijah and franco phrase and it's also got a friend of mine singing on there um but i can't mention who it is because they're signed to a different label (laughs) Um, but yeah so that tune is called Superhuman, so that's coming out on Emotion Records at the end of November. Yeah. And at the same time, at the end of November, I've got another track that I did with Toronto is Broken from his album, and that's being released on Viper Recording. Oh, awesome. Shout yeah. out to Brendan. I love those guys. I love Viper. So, so do I. So do I. I know. I saw, I saw Chef a little while ago, and he was saying about whenever I play, I, he says, yeah, you're the one that plays all the Viper stuff. Yeah, I know, I love yeah, it. Yeah, awesome label. Awesome Definitely. Label. So, and yeah, they really mentor you as well. Obviously, I've had a few tracks out on the label. I think three, two or three. They really do like encourage and mentor you as an artist, which is awesome. So I've gotten so much love for Viper. It's such a great, great team there as well. A large team as well for a label. But yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like all people in the scene that give you feedback and don't settle for mediocrity and Viper is one of those labels there's, a, there's lots of others as well where they'll come back and they'll go do you know what that bit wasn't that good or can you do that bit again or can you change that I prefer people to be like that and that's yeah. how it was with Viper with Toronto is Broken that I'd done my vocal but then they asked me to do it another 
think it was two or three times so that they could get it to sound exactly how they envisaged it yeah. rather than just leaving it and just settling for less so yeah. Yeah. I appreciate things more like that well, they've got a specific sound and, this, and you know the quality that they put out as well they know what they're doing because it works so you know such an epic label talking about epic labels obviously we've got ram we've got hospital we've got frictions uh, label shogun i mean have you got a particular label apart from vibe of which you think yeah you know they're up there and also any new up and coming labels which you tell people to look out for um I know one that's been around for a few years that I really, really like. Um, you all know this, when you get sent promos and stuff, if it's from these certain smaller labels, you always know that it's going to be good. So I really like Solven. Yeah, good. They're really, they're really good. Um, like you mentioned, all the bigger ones, they're just like hospitals. It's obviously the quality control is just <laughs> yeah. amazing. Um, I like Focus as well. Okay. Focus Records. Um, uh, I think off the top of my head, who else am I really feeling at the moment, label-wise? I like Emotion, obviously. Okay. They, they put our stuff out. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, slightly biased there, but no, that's all good. Um, talking about MCs, because you're an MC, so what, what up-and-coming MCs would you tell people to look out for at the moment, and what are your top three MCs? Oh, the one to look out for, um, I can't, I saw actually, I only heard him about a week ago, so sometimes I'm a bit late on things, but Clayton put a post up about this guy, and I thought, let me go and check him out, and his name's Dex. Okay. You heard of Dex? No, I'm going to have to go and have a listen. Yeah, I, I, I forgot the name right there, but yeah, he was kind of like, rapping, emceeing, singing, and then I saw some video where he's like playing the piano and like emceeing to like drum and bass, and wow. then I checked out some other things, and I was like, wow, that, yeah, that will do it, that will stand out for you. Yeah, that sounds so, like some mad talent going on there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And your like, top three emcees? Um, my top three emcees, I've got to say, GQ is just, the same, like I said, in the same category as when I was like a kid listening to Cool FM. Like the first people that I ever saw out were Stevie Hyper D and GQ awesome, at, yeah. the, at the same rave. Yeah. And they were the only two that were there. So I was like looking at Stevie Hyper D and looking at GQ. And <laughs> I was just like... In awe. Uh, yeah, I just couldn't believe it. I could see I you there, proper fanboy alert. <laughs> I'm, I'm still a fanboy, yeah. I'm like one of those proud, like, anorak people that, like, goes and takes, like, pictures and, like... I'm like, not. Like, I'm, like, maybe that's why, like, people get so vexed with me, because I'm just, like, you're just another person, but... <laughs> just, like, yeah. No, yeah, I'm like that. Like, I talk to them about, like, like as if, like, we've known each other for ages, because I'll start telling them, like, random stuff that I heard on, like, a tape pack, like, ten years ago, and they're like, wow, you... You've gone a bit deep there. It's funny because you know the first time I met Nicky Black Market, I was in the Brunel room in Swindon and he came up and said hello to me and stuff and I was dancing away and I had a really good time. And he left, I was like, oh yeah, I didn't really say much to him. He was like, who's this person talking to me? (laughs) And then as he walked away, like these swarms of people came over to me. They were like, do you know who that was? Do you know? I was like, no. They were like, that's Nicky Black Market. I was like, oh. (laughs) 
Yeah, I saw like a documentary probably a few years ago, and it's with Shabba actually, and he was talking about you know when they were on Weekend Rush and they were on call like back in the day before like the internet and it was exactly like you say it yeah. was just about your voice and like the DJ playing the tunes it didn't really matter as much but it's all changed now man yeah it wasn't about image it wasn't about what you look like it, you know very faceless it was about you know it was about tape packs and music and going out and you know yeah there was a lineup and it was big names but it, you didn't really I didn't really know one DJ from the next and I just remember that time when I was like, I had Nicky Black Market, and I kind of felt bad. And I went out of my way to get his number. I don't know how I did. And I actually rang him up and I was like, I'm really sorry if I was a bit kind of rude or, you know, I'd had a lot to drink. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, and we got talking and, you know, he actually then inspired me to start DJing. So it was actually quite a good, like, link up. But yeah, I had a bit of a kind of fangirl moment at that point. But <laughs> I don't yeah. think I've really had it since. No, no. I suppose when I started working with Fantasy, I really looked up to Fantasy at the time as well. well I still do, actually. He's a really, really like good person to talk to because he's got so much experience in the industry. But yeah. would you say like Clayton's helped you out a lot? Is there any other artists? Would you say, yeah, listen, big yeah. up, they've done a lot for you? Yeah, definitely. Because I know that Clayton is one of those people. Like he, everyone knows. Well. People that work in the scene, they know him basically, and it's yeah. like you either love him or hate him, Definitely but everyone mama. respects him. Yeah. Is that what he says? You love me or hate me, but everyone respects me. But for me, like personally, he doesn't go on people's image or anything like that. He goes strictly on what he thinks is talent. So if I feel blessed that he heard me and said, "Yeah, he's all right," and I, he actually, rather than just you know tell me to come down to his rave and MC and stuff. He asked someone, you know, come down to my office. He spoke to me, told me what he wanted, made sure that I could deliver what he wanted to do so that there was no kind of, you know, unprofessionalism when I was actually working. Because it is like a job. People think, you know, you just get up whenever you want, you MC or you DJ or whatever. There's nothing that goes on behind the scenes. But there is, if you want to make it and you want to have like a, a long running career out of it, if you get what I mean. So yeah, yeah he yeah. really kind of made me see that kind of professionalism and just doing things by the book really and he's like when you get associated with that name you know like renegade hardware and you're doing their events it opens up other doors so you end up getting booked you know different places in the world that people don't even know that i've even been to because they like renegade hardware you know somewhere we like in austria and so they want you to come there and do their rave you know so yeah, a lot of there's a lot of people just being on call is one of those things. Just emceeing like in like Fabric is another one. Fabric and you're going to be really back good. on call. You're going to be back on call soon, aren't you? You're doing the guest show with Blacker. Yes, with Blacker, and I think there were some other people. I'm not too sure, but yeah, always, always with Blacker from long, long time ago. From like it seems like it's gone quick, but I'm at Blacker like it must be like 15, must easily 15 years ago, easy. He's such a wicked MC. I love working with him. He's awesome. So when's your show? Have you got a date for that yet for our listeners to look out for? No, I think it's going to be like early in like 2018, okay. if not sooner. Like I see you were doing a show the other day um, and I'd see it like on Instagram. And I was like, yeah, why don't you have a show where you just like invite loads of different random, not random, but <laughs> loads 
loads of different MCs now that are like from different styles. Like you know, you might have people that go together like uh, Shabba, Skipper, Shaw, but like have a proper array of people like SP, Spider, Shabba, Skipper, MC80, Dynamite. You know what I mean? Like yeah, a crazy kind of like mix, like blacker, like me like whoever and um who is it like focus mc focus as well from like hardware do you know what i mean like yeah, too yeah. shy loads of people that would be mad but yeah so me and blacker will be on probably like early 2018 like february something like that february march times wicked well i'm sure our listeners are going to be looking out for that so i'm going to start wrapping this up now and i just want to ask you like what do you think about the new rene show you know uh frictions left rene's going to be taking over there's been a lot of like gossip and talking about it good and bad i mean i personally think you know good for him if it was me in that position i'd want people to wish me the best Um, so a lot of the negativity i think is a bit rude because they're not even giving him a chance but how do you feel about it uh, I've not really seen that much stuff about it because I don't like really read into too much about it. I've seen a little bit of that, but I like Friction and I like Rene. So I'm happy that Rene is going to be taken over. I just respect him from the music that I've heard him do before. It's always been really good. So I think all the stuff that he's had, like his uh, last album, what was it? Was it On Fire? Was it called? I think. Um, no, that I had. <laughs> it had like the David Boomer tune on it, um, Lights Out, you know, there's a tune that I always play when I play out called Some Things Never Change by Rene Levice. I always play it every single time and it always goes off, so, oh, you know, yeah. I've got nothing but respect. Definitely got some good production skills. I mean, you know, some of the stuff that I've had played in the past is wicked. So if he's good at producing, he's going to, in my opinion, he's going to pick up good tunes to play and that is fundamental at the end of the day over anything so you've got yeah, to have definitely. a good ear yeah definitely i don't know like i'm i'm as people know like big into like the podcasting and renee had a podcast as well that i used to listen to and it was probably one of the only ones that i did listen to because it was decent so i think it'd do a good job definitely yeah definitely yeah, what, what happened to friction then because i haven't heard like what is he just left or no is he... I've, I've read a post and um, it resonated with me quite a lot because he just said what with doing a radio show like you do radio I do radio you know how time consuming it is he's obviously a dad as well so he's got kids and obviously wants to spend time on his music he said he just physically can't do it all and I think he'd been there for six years and it was just time for him to go back and start touring and you know it must be quite demanding doing it's a three hour radio show every week um, yeah. the prep that goes into interviewing, making sure that you've got all the track names, track titles, release dates, everything. It must yeah. be serious amounts of work. It is, it is. I think probably people don't realise as well because they sound so good on the radio. Yeah. It sounds like the person just knows their stuff. Yeah. Like he, Obviously, he does know his stuff, but when you're doing these shows for like three hours, you've got to do your homework yeah. every time. So, like you'll know, when you're like interviewing someone, you might interview the person for like 10 or 20 minutes but it might take you like three or four hours to like research because you need to know stuff yeah that you might not even use but you need to know it just in case it kind of comes up in conversation yeah so. and then there's the whole editing of it and making sure oh, that it's oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god editing 
Yeah. I don't think people really understand. They do listen to the radio and they listen to stuff, and it's a lot of work that goes into it. So I, I tweeted him. I was like, you know what? I, I feel what you're saying, and I hear yeah. what you're saying, and good luck with everything. So, and Rene's gonna have a big task on his uh, hands now to, to follow in the yeah, shoes. Cool, but the I tell you what. Yeah. I tell you what, I miss Fabio and Groove Rider. It's just, yeah. you know, that I used to love listening to the shows and the jokes that they used to have. In the quiet <laughs> innuendos, you just think you're having a private joke there. But yeah. It was kind of like, who are you talking about? Because it was dropping some like, comments about something. But no, I used to love listening to them. So. Yeah. Yeah. Right, well, listen, it's been lovely talking to you. And... I just want to kind of say thank you for all your help and support for me and uh, you've always been, you know, you've always been really supportive of what I've been doing and always a blessing to have you on uh, my show and hopefully I'll have time to listen in to you and Blacker um, in February, March time. I'll get a date and I'll remind our listeners about that because that's going to be big. So shouts out to Blacker as well. But um, for now, if people want to catch you, can you just tell them what your social network links are? Yeah, everything is at DNBHQ. So Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, really. Yeah, people HQ. People want to check at DNBHQ out as well. It's an epic resource for music. And um, I'll speak to you again soon. I'm sure I will. I hope you have a wicked Christmas and New Year, but I will speak to you before that. And uh, just say big up. Definitely, definitely. Big up to you. No, thank you. Thank you very much for everything that you've done. Oh, bless. I'll speak to you soon. Take care. Okay. Bye. Yo, yo, what's up? This is your boy Harry Shotter, and you are locked on to misrepresent on the award winning CoolLondon.com. Absolute fire. Let's go! So it is guest mix time. And this week's guest mix is by DSE83. And he's uh, over in Canada, I believe. We'll be taking you through to nine o'clock with a guest mix and I will see you again in two weeks time. Yes, this is Guest Mix by DSE83. His name is Dan Eustis. And he's from Leicester originally. And I know he's a huge fan of Gov.
few shouts out. Also, shouts to Miss Monday's Locked On. Also to ZZYXS and Beat DJ. Baz2I from India. Also going out to Trip. Shouts out to Chacha and also Casper. London. So Miss Mondays requesting shouts for Kelly, Debbie and Shelley. I want to give a big shout out to Michael Sweeney as well, locked on in tuning. Yes, yes, Michael. Also shouts out to Jenny Juju.
you've just tuned in. This is Cool Lens and I'm Mish Represent. About five minutes left. You're listening to the DSE83 guest mix. Shout out to Fusey as well, Mike Widdison, who's uh, locked in from Canada. Next, you've got Total Hypnosis. And at 11, you've got Lined of Live from New York. And I'll be back again in two weeks' time. You may be having a bit of a tech, tech mix. It'll be the Violation promo mix. And then two weeks after that, I'm going to have a bit more of a jungle special. Jungle, jungle. you've enjoyed the show if you've missed it or you just tuned in or you want to download it you can go to my soundcloud you missed a cracking interview you also missed some cracking uh, ramblings from me earlier on in the show Monday as usual is looking very lively. Yes, yes, Angie. Still laughing over the fact you thought I sounded drunk. It's not advised to drink while you're breastfeeding. And it's also not advised to drink while you're on antibiotics. And it's not advised to breastfeed while you're on antibiotics either. Just a bit of a mess falling apart. Okay. So I've got my 20-month-old standing behind me, bouncing around. I'm trying to put my headphones phones on right now. Yeah. Yeah. Say hello. Say hello. Just dancing. Just 
Right, thanks to everyone who's been locking on. You've been listening to myself, Miss Represent. This is Cool London, and I'll see you again in two weeks' time. Big up.